When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to episode 21 of the Ginzers Podcast. I'm Samantha James, along with my co-hosts Morgan Erzo and Jordan DeFigio. How depressed are you guys feeling? I mean, Uh, morbidly, very, very, very depressed. On a scale of one to Michael Scott when Holly goes back to Nashua, Mm -hmm. I I might as well be in the truck with Daryl singing. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah, it's pretty bad. Brutal. It, like this is the worst Monday of my life. That's Do you guys want to start with the good or the bad? Let's. There wasn't very much good, so let's get that out of the way, and then we can kind of rest on the bad because uh, there's a lot more of that. A lot more to cover on the, the bad. Yeah. I mean, far and away. Yeah, this will be a quick yeah. segment. The first, the good, quick. Yeah. Get it over with. Yeah. So yeah. and I mean, it was some good. Yeah. Najee, he, he looks good. A lot, way too many receptions, but way too many receptions. almost a hundred yards. So that was good. Listen <laughs> though, like the thing, <laughs> the good is going to bleed into the bad because let me just say Najee has to be pissed. Like how pissed would you be if 34 of your yards on the ground got called back for penalties? Pissed. Every single time he broke through the line and made a legitimate run out of nothing. Mm-hmm. It was called like, back. I just, oh God. It was like he got used to after breaking for some 10, 20 yard run, looking yeah. back to make sure there wasn't a flag on the ground because mm-hmm. yep. the first three times he got decent yardage, good yardage, first down yardage, every single time it was called back. Called back. Take it back. For yep. stupid I mean, penalties. Stupid penalties. Stupid. Avoidable. Idiotic, avoidable penalties. Yep. False start? Are you kidding yeah. me? False start? Yeah. Get your shit together. Yeah, I know we're supposed to be talking so about the good. I know we're supposed to be talking <laughs> about the good. So, like, I will maintain decorum right now. Let's move on. But he, yeah, he looks good. good. So there's that. Um, Claypool had a great game. Once again. Yeah, he did. He had a good game. He for, did. There were there were a few drops. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep bringing up the drops bad. are apparently what this team is known for at this point because we led the league last year in drops and we're starting out with that same trend. So, 
Yep, drops, terrible <laughs> line. But we're still on the good. Claypool looks yeah, good. We are. He, we're yep. still on the good. I know it's really hard to to hang uh, there. Terrell Edmonds looked good. He's really kind of coming into his own. Yeah, I'm very proud of him. Uh, that was a, a extremely heads up play to go mm -hmm. after that deflected pass. Um, I was hoping that that would, you know, throw some momentum our way that we mm -hmm. would be able to capitalize on that play. Um, surprise, surprise. Nope. We didn't. Um, yeah. Cause the offense got the ball. Anytime there's momentum, if you give it to the offense. Pfft, yeah. Honestly, can gone. we, is, is Edmonds a bright point or are we pissed? He didn't take it to the house. Like uh, that was the only way we would have gotten a touchdown. So it, Right. And like the thing is, is yeah. we look at guys like Terrell Edmonds and you want to look at yesterday and be so proud of him. Mm -hmm. Honestly, this season so far, mm -hmm. the first three games of this season, he has been impressive, which right. is amazing yeah. for a guy who, you know, like Bud Dupree was so slow to come into his yeah. development. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so finally we're seeing – Terrell Edmonds be this guy that, you know, we can count on in the secondary and we can't even capitalize on these plays that he's making or, you know, it's, it is the most frustrating thing. And I know we're still talking about the good. I have to keep reminding mm. myself. It's not it's hard. It's the bad hard. so outweighs yes. the good that anything honestly really even associated with the good is bad in some mm -hmm. way. You're, and you're his exactly progress right. is just, it's so like everything that he's been able to accomplish in the past two seasons, honestly, has just been overshadowed by the shitty offense because mm -hmm. it, there's, it's really difficult to celebrate the growth of a player when the glaringly obvious issues on offense are just completely erasing any type of positive impact the defense is having on the game. So that right. includes the progress that Terrell Edmonds has made, but he's made a lot of it. And that that's really encouraging to watch, especially because the Steelers have historically not been the best at drafting in the secondary. So the fact right. that they were not only able to get him and sort of start to start to develop him, that that is promising. And I'm just right. going to do a full stop you know, there. We didn't give him like a fifth year, right? And so yeah. we are, he is in a contract year technically. So mm -hmm. he's playing for his money and mm -hmm. yeah. he's doing arguably an amazing job at that so far. Yeah. Granted, we are three games in, but um, for a defense that is decimated like we are, mm -hmm. we need guys like Terrell Edmonds to really step up and be right. like a leader on that side of the right, ball. Yeah. And I feel like he did that well on Sunday. Mm -hmm. He's been around the ball a lot and it's really yeah. nice to see. It's really nice to see him not That's getting awesome. burned. It's really nice to see him not in busted coverage. You know, right. I, this is a guy who I've seen strides from and I'm, you know, it's something, one thing that we can be excited about. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's great. And like you said, Claypool, yep. that's an Claypool draws PIs. I know we talk about this all the time, like but draws no PIs business. like no one's business. Mm -hmm. And there are times that refs don't want to call it because they know, oh, well, it's Chase Claypool. Like we can't yep. just call it because it's Chase Claypool, even though it's technically a PI. You know, he did that again yesterday. Uh, mm -hmm. that was 
that was huge for us. Huge for an offense that was yeah. stagnant, anemic, yeah. pathetic. Pathetic. Yeah, pathetic's a good word. It was hard to watch. It was yep. it was hard to watch. I, what else we got? Yeah, any uh, other positives? This was good. We had Pat Fryermuth had his first NFL touchdown. That was and awesome. oh my God, please only throw the ball yes. Pat Fryermuth. If I never see yeah. Harry Ebron on that field again, I sorry. Dude. I, I'm I getting can't. ahead of ourselves again. I but know. We are we are getting Dang. ahead of yeah. ourselves again. Surprise, surprise. Okay. Why, um, is, why is he not on the field more? Like, why is he not getting the ball more? more? Yeah. I know Ben has advocated for that, but like, why is it still not a thing? Yeah. Like, yeah, there are a lot of coaching decisions and personnel decisions that have really, really been consistently bad that are now becoming concerning. Uh, yeah. A right. couple years ago, they were one-offs and you could kind of sweep them under the rug and ignore them. But, oh my goodness, as we've gotten, oh, I just, I don't even know what's going on. Anyway, uh, let's, let's wrap up the good so that we can just start our bitch session because I really the need offensive that. Line I, I need this ben up. They picked yeah. him up off the ground when he got hit. <laughs> Yay. Which is great. Thank you, guys. Good job, guys. right. thing that was good was that we saw the no huddle happen which did gain some momentum and then it was well it, I, i'll be honest like this yeah. past week i think or a week and a half ago ben told the media that there was no no huddle offense no two minute offense in the current playbook I don't know how many people picked up on that it didn't seem like it was widespread news to me that's huge because yeah. as People who watch the Steelers and analyze the Steelers play, we know that Ben is his best in the no huddle. And that's not just – that's not new. Like, that's not news. Mm -hmm. Ben has been his best version of himself when he runs a no huddle offense mm -hmm. for years. For years. Yeah. So why on earth in this year that's supposed to be his last ride and we're giving him a chance to win the Super Bowl – for the third time and bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Do we not have a two minute, no huddle offense in the effing playbook? I'm sorry. I almost yeah. said the real version of that word. And <laughs> I think I would be justified because like, yes. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I don't know. It was just so bad. I, we're, it, we're bleeding it, into the bad again, but I mean, it's okay. But that's okay. I, we're getting I to the bad. I think that that's literally the extent of the good. So this is the bad now, which there's a lot of it. And right. we could we can start there. I mean, it's so bad. Yeah. So like, look at so the fact that there's no real option for the no huddle in the playbook right now. A lot of people are complaining about Matt Canada. I'm kind of one of them, um, and I think you see a lot of times a real disconnect between football at the collegiate level and football mm -hmm. at the professional level, and some yes. guys their skill set just doesn't translate. That mm -hmm. may be the case with Matt Canada. However, our, so looking at that, the way that this, the Steelers offense performed yesterday, their scheme, their strategy, their plan, their play calling, their performance, 
is is this blame on Matt Canada or is it on who like is it too early to blame the guy our offensive coordinator three games into the season right I think I think there's a lot to, to blame. I think Ben is to blame. There's a lot I of think blame to go around. Matt Canada is to blame. The offensive line is to blame. Tomlin is to blame. I, yeah. We're going to get crucified for that statement. I know. I know you guys can't say anything. But it watching it, I don't know how the hell we beat Buffalo. How? Because yeah. there's one answer to that. But we, had a defense. Whole, we had a healthy yeah. defense. We had yeah. a healthy defense, period. That's the only answer to that. The thing is, is I caught a lot of heat this week on Twitter because I said, mm-hmm. I think I'm out on Matt Canada. Yep. And that was even before this past game. Right. The thing is, is I still stand by that statement. Mm-hmm. I think that while I do think that we are seeing a limited Matt Canada playbook because of the right. limitations of Ben, because mm-hmm. of the limitations of the line, I also think that at a certain point, the responsibility to make things happen falls on the offensive coordinator. Yeah. And he is not, someone needs to go into the room and be like, Ben, this is what we're going to do, whether you like it or not. If that's the real issue, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people say that Ben's the issue, Mm -hmm. Ben won't work with him, you know, whatever. If that's the issue, Tomlin, Matt Canada, need to go into a room with Ben and say, listen, you are the leader of this team. You're not the only leader of this team. We are losing. It's pathetic. Something's got to change. So like put your three heads Mm -hmm. together and come up with some magic, whatever you want to do with the offense. Like I do blame Matt Canada. I I put a lot of blame on Matt Canada, Mm -hmm. but I will say I am not solely, I'm hesitant to put the blame solely on the back of anyone. Mm -hmm. Until this offensive line gets their shit together. Right. Period. Yeah. Ben was stacked four times on Sunday. He was hit, hit 11 times. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. 17 times. 11 drops. Sorry. I'm getting my numbers, my bad numbers confused. There's a lot of numbers. 17 times you guys a 39 year old quarterback taking 17 hits it's right is i'm are we is bruce arians the offensive coordinator again because like ben is getting slammed he's not mobile like he Mm. needs a line that can give him time in the pocket because outside of the pocket He's not doing jack shit. He's, he's not. not doing. He's not. He, he doesn't even have time to get out of the pocket. He he exactly. barely makes it outside the pocket. And you know what? I outside. I, yeah. I I'm not. A, I don't know if Matt Canada has the chops to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. He might, but I I think there's some blame on him for not adapting the playbook to mm-hmm. to the the personnel that he has. But honestly, I'm more pissed at Mike Tomlin and the organization for giving a, the job to Matt Canada, whose entire scheme is just not conducive for the quarterback that we have. If you, if you really wanted 
to go all in on Ben's last season, you would have made some cat magic happen to solidify the line in front of him. And you would have hired a guy that would be able to work with him in order to maximize on his actual ability where he is at this stage in his career. And they didn't do that. I have no idea what they were thinking when they saw Matt Canada's, uh, like his, his strength, strength and said, yeah, let's, let's promote this guy and did nothing to the line. I just, right. I don't, I don't get it. And it's really incredibly frustrating to me because it just, it feels like they, uh, they just stopped trying and it's super frustrating. And ma like Matt Canada, all right, it's your job to get creative now. You see That's what you're what working saying. with, like getting, going out in there with the same exact uh, attack game plan mode, mm -hmm. uh, as, as Randy is not yeah, exactly. doing it. Screen, there is no difference screen. in scheme. There's no difference in scheme. It is monumentally oh, frustrating yeah. to see mm -hmm. us fire the coach that everyone wanted fired. See you, Randy Feitner. You're gone. And bring in someone. Promote within the organization. Because why? Because you want to do the, the same Steeler same. way. Yeah. It is. It's pathetic. Yeah. The Steelers yeah. spend the least amount of money on their coaching staff out of the entire NFL. Out of the entire oh NFL, Adrian Clem has no business coaching that offensive line. He doesn't. Nope. If you wanted nope. someone to come in and change the offensive line and make something happen, bring in a proven coach, not the assistant to mm -hmm. the coach that failed last year. Period. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm pissed. Like, I'm pissed. I'm so annoyed because, like, there is no excuse. We saw exactly what this offense did last year. We saw that yeah. with a veteran yeah offensive line why did you right, think yeah. you could bring in these kids and expect them to be better with an offensive line coach who is brand new as well what yeah. i mean in what world with this quarterback in what world yep and it wasn't just their inability to protect ben because they were falling apart left and right yesterday right but we touched yeah. on this already with all of those big gain runs from Najee. the penalties Oh my Every God, single penalty. one of them had a penalty. What the hell? Like I knew there was a lot, but going back today and like I had tweeted this morning, rewatching the film, which by the way, do not yeah. recommend doing that because we already knew the game was worse, but watching it a second time and being able to take that in the game emotion out and watching it for a second time, you were like, Oh my God, this is even worse than I thought it was. Yeah. And I didn't realize that there was, a penalty for every single starting offensive lineman. I, every single one of you, every single one of you. False. What start, are you guys doing? Illegal formation. Holding. I just come on. You name the penalty. It was called on them. It, That's yes. pretty much how it was yesterday. Yes. And the drop. I mean, and listen, like, how much of that is growing pains? Re realistically. How yep. much of these penalties, I'm not talking about the failure to block. I'm not talking about getting absolutely railroaded at the center position and the guard position. Not what I'm talking about. The penalties. How much of that is growing pains adjusting from an NCAA speed to an NFL speed? Right. Probably, it's probably I, a higher percentage than like, I would, than I would have realized. Yeah, that's it's just a different, I want it to be that different thing. Wishful yeah. thinking, maybe. I don't know. I I'm looking for answers. 
because I have none. I have no solution to the problems that this team is facing. Mm -hmm. It, It almost makes me wonder because they didn't go out and shore up that offensive line with veterans. Mm-hmm. It almost makes me wonder if they know, like, we're going to appease Ben because he is our Hall of Fame franchise quarterback that has won mm-hmm. us two Super Bowls, taken us to three. Yeah. Seven-time Pro Bowler. Right. Let's appease him for this last year. He took less money to help this team. Let's make this, you know, whatever. We know what he is. Let's yeah. not say we're tanking. Right. Let's just field this team and get a good draft pick. Like, that's what it feels like. And I know that's not the yeah. Rudy way. I know that's right. not the Steeler way. But it it feels like that. The thing because is, if you have stupid, – Well, yeah, if you have mm-hmm. this limited quarterback who refuses to throw up the middle, who when he's – out of the pocket, as we saw when he did choose to be mobile yesterday, Derek Watt was wide open. Did he throw right. it to Derek Watt? No, he threw straight into coverage that was intercepted. Like, there's so yeah. many things that when you start relooking, it's like the people that are saying, oh, Ben's not at fault. And how dare you? He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm not taking that away from him. What I am saying is he is not the same Hall of Fame mm-hmm. quarterback Ben. And you guys can separate those two things. It's not being disrespectful. It's not saying, oh, he's washed, whatever. It's just the truth of the matter. He's not he's the same old. quarterback. He's 39 <laughs> he's years 39, old. 39, and he's yeah. not on the TB12 diet, okay? Like, no, he's he, not. He doesn't enjoy avocado ice cream at night. Like, here's the thing. You know who Ben is. We know who Ben right. is. Right. They should have invested every dime they had in that offensive line. Period. The thing is, is it makes you really, really question what the organization is doing because this offensive line practices every damn day and every day of training camp against TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith and Melvin Ingram mm-hmm. and Cameron Hayward mm-hmm. and Minka Fitzpatrick. Like, these are the t- these are the guys they go up against every single day in practice. So, like, what are they doing in practice that they're not doing in games that made Tomlin and the the coaching staff and Colbert feel comfortable putting them on the field every Sunday? And the defense has to get sick of carrying this team. There's I no way that you can play that. your ass off. And then yeah. go into the locker room at halftime and be happy with the production that you're seeing on the field. Yeah. No, there's like no you way. To, you know that there's tension in that locker there room. There has to be. I mean, I I feel for them. I'm like, I sit there and watch it. I'm like, wow, okay. Even if the defense bails you guys out for, for what then? For what? For nothing. Just right. to give it right back to them, to punt. And right. I think, you- honestly, that's an interesting possible scenario or explanation for what's going on. Like when you look at all the moves that Colbert made in the off season, every single thing was addressing depth on defense, signing TJ Watt, making sure the cap is set for next year when they're going to extend Minka inevitably. Like right. they're everything that they did was defense focused and the defense is great and they have a lot of young players who are going to be on this team for hopefully a really long time. However, yeah, they're not going to win us games. They're not, they're not going to carry us to a championship. And it feels like 
maybe in a roundabout way, they are accepting the fact that we're not going anywhere and they're not, right? they're right. not admitting to tanking, but they're also not doing anything that is going to fix the issues that would allow them to make a deep run at the playoffs this year. They're just exactly. kind of like letting, letting the natural selection of the NFL right. season run its course so that maybe they can get I see exactly who knows there's no way you look at Matt Canada and you say let's put you with Ben Roethlisberger this would be great it makes no sense thing is defense it's like oil and water yeah exactly like it doesn't work yeah it's not working defense can't win championships if your offense can't score right yeah that's, put that on a shirt instead. Yeah. I, I will put that on a shirt tomorrow. It'll be in the Yenzer's merch store for you guys. Um, Perfect. It will support our drinking habits for the rest of the season. So, oh my gosh, we need lots of Y'all are going to need to buy those shirts up because <laughs> I have some this, We're in for a long season. Yes, yeah. It, like the, geez, my God. Yeah. I, oh. And that let's yesterday talk about was some more the, negatives. Yeah, the drops. You know what? Let's, let's. You want to? You guys want to talk about the drops? Yep. What the hell? Eleven. What the hell? Eleven. Why? But I have a bright spot. Deontay Johnson doesn't have a drop this year. You know, granted, oh, he didn't we, play there yesterday, we go. but but that's improvement that's something. that we can be happy uh -huh. about. We how also much saw him. He, gets he worked his ass off in the offseason. How, how many he, he saw report after report that he was there before and after practice, literally on the jugs machine, working his ass off. Every him. time Good he would drop him. anything, he'd drop and do push ups. Here's the thing about Deontay yesterday, just like TJ did from the sideline, TJ proved that that was money well spent. Deontay mm -hmm. yesterday, without doing jack shit, proves mm -hmm. that he is our number one wide receiver. Yep. Period. He, he is. Um, He's the Ebron. best one out there. Gotta go. Seven, seven targets, one catch. I was a big Lebron proponent last year. Like, I yeah. made excuses for this man. I did. Yep. I like mm -hmm. I like the way he approaches the game. I love his attitude. I love how much fun he has. Mm -hmm. He did not remedy his biggest issue. And no. to say that's frustrating is an understatement. Eric Ebron, as a tight end, does not do enough to drop as many passes as he drops. Yeah. He, he has, has more drops. Block. He has more drops than receptions. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, it's terrible. Think of, it's it's inexcusable. It's there's no reason. You play it's on an NFL it. team. Yeah. Where yeah. I and listen, like I I athletes get the yips, guys. Right. Like they, we all know athletes get the yips, right? You play this sport at the highest level, whatever you have to do, do it. Mm -hmm. Whatever you have to do. And I get it, like. At the end of the game, everyone was dropping stuff. Najee was right. dropping stuff. Claypool right. was dropping stuff. We saw drops from everybody near the end of that game. And I get it. Like, they were defeated. 
And, yeah. and we'll talk a bit later about just how defeated they were and the message that that sends. But it's, it is, it, it's inexcusable at this point. Like learn, mm -hmm. be like Deontay Johnson, be like DJ. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. It's learn. like okay, last year, what did Tomlin say? You can catch the ball or you'll be replaced. Is well, that would ride the bench. This, I expect guys to make routine plays routinely. That is not happening. And no, and he's not even—he's not even blocking. Ah. Specifically in Ebron's case, because Chase, Najee, Juju, whoever. Okay, at least they're making most of their plays. Ebron, it's—it's it's far and away in that ratio. Right. And right. you're you're a veteran player. It's not. Exactly. You're not a rookie. Exactly. I have and a really hard time excusing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And while you're a good energy in that locker room, and I think you're a good presence on this team, like mm -hmm. if you're not contributing on the field, it's it's time, dude. Either yeah. you know, step up or step right. out. Like it's yeah. it needs to be done. And again, it comes down to coaching. Why are we putting players in that position to make these crucial catches that have no, in my opinion, right, being on that field, bench, bench they them. They have proven that they can. They, they, yes. Yep. And then to put am, them in a situation where it's like, you better catch it because we're whatever yardage we're at and screwed again, and you throw it to the air. Not only minutes. catch it, not only catch it, but after the play, I expect you to get seven yards, eight yards, because we're, yeah. all we're doing is throwing screens. Let's talk about that. Let's talk oh about that. Fourth oh. and ten, and you're gonna throw a screen. Yep. yep. What, the things that these coaches, the expectation after the catch from these coaches is mind-boggling. Yeah. I've been a Mike Tomlin apologist for a very long time. I love Mike Tomlin. I think he's a great coach. The one weakness that I see in him. Aside from maybe some game time management issues, he cannot assemble the coaching staff that these players, this personnel needs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Period. I would agree with that. I would agree with like, that. Like, we should have gone outside the organization for an offensive coordinator. Yep. Period. Yep. Oh Bottom my God. Line. I said that. Oh my. I said that after we hired him. I was like, why? Right. Why so many promotions from within? Outside hire, please. For when we see when we have so it's many not issues working. on offense. Right. Uh, the offensive line coach, you promote the – I'm going to say it again. The assistant to a failed offensive line coach last year? Mm -hmm, In yeah. what Unacceptable. world? And according to Pony, take it with a grain of salt because it is coming from Pony, we are spending <laughs> the least on our coaching staff. Like I saw that. I'm sure it's true because that's a, something that you could easily look up. So it's I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. So like that's if that's true, that is pathetic. Right. Yes, yeah. a lot of these issues are personnel related, but mm -hmm. some of these personnel issues can be overcome with great coaching. We have right. mediocre coaching at best. And I'm not talking about the head coach. I like Mike right. Tomlin. I think he needs to do what intelligent people do and surround themselves with capable individuals who can get the job done, who are yep. good, who are the best at their craft, better than even he and is. It's like, are we going to sit through an entire season of this? Because right. we know we are. <laughs> it's the Steelers yeah. and they're not going to do right. anything about it. They're going to see all of no this happening. Decisions. 
None. None. If anything happens, it will be after the season's over and after it's lost. And it is, that's a whole nother thing I can't even think about going into the rest of the season right now. It's going to be a long season. It will be a long season, especially with all these injuries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And all of the injuries, I mean, with the exception of uh, DJ and Juju. Okay. So a couple, but the, the most prominent injuries are on defense which is our crowning glory. We still have Stefan to it out. Um, TJ, TJ, hopefully Alex Highsmith, but Alex Highsmith. Um, mm-hmm. We lost Tyson. Tyson. Struggling. Tyson. Tyson. Yeah, it's great. Ooh. It has not been a kind season and it's only no, it's not been week fun. three. I mean, it feels yeah. like a few weeks ago we were feeling bad for the Ravens for losing every single one of their running backs yeah. and one of their best cornerbacks. And mm-hmm. now it's like now look at Juju. Us. Juju's day-to-day. Chooks, I mean, does it really matter? Uh, Kendrick Green is hurt. Who knows how badly he's hurt? Claypool's banged up. Ben's banged up. All these groin injuries. TJ... Hi, Smith. Like, is that a conditioning issue? Let's talk about that. Like, where are these groin injuries coming from? I have no idea. Groins, those are, yeah, I don't know. That one's hard to say because. Right. I mean, I think it's probably a conditioning issue because to have as many groin injuries as we have, something's not happening in the conditioning room. And that is what it is. And, you know, once again, that's a failure by the coaching staff, the Mm -hmm. training staff, whatever. Um, But then we look at depth, right? Because on defense, if we are so decimated, we're looking at depth at that point. So we look at Melvin Ingram. Yesterday, mm-hmm. the sole reason Tyler Boyd got that touchdown was because Melvin Ingram thought he was big enough to just hit him rather than wrap him up and tackle him. I yeah. have been... It's like he forgot huge, he had arms. Yeah. Right. I've, I've been a huge Melvin Ingram fan. He's been amazing for us. Yesterday, to see even him make rookie mistakes like that it's unacceptable and it just speaks to the mentality of this team and that's that's where i think it gets hard because again there's no way the defense can't be so frustrated by what they're seeing on the field there's just no way and i do think it translates into their play it uh, some of the like you said like a rookie mistake why are you making that rookie mistake as a veteran player and Part of me thinks it's because they're frustrated. And do they care? Yes. But do they care enough? No. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe not. And then, yeah, it's, I mean, I can't imagine, like, we're this frustrated as fans. I can't imagine actually putting my body on the line to make these plays. And especially for him with Watt and Highsmith out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine stepping off that field after making the play that Terrell Edmonds made. And then three minutes later, not even yeah. three minutes later, right, going back on. on the field for another defensive series. Yeah. Like, right. That, they get no break. Awful. I, yeah. It makes me want, it makes me want to punch someone in the face. Literally. I, <laughs> I would love to be a fly in that locker room. I would just love to hear some of the conversation that goes on in whatever way that it does, because. Um, Let's talk about the sack streak ending. Oh, another painful moment. Oh, yesterday just sucked ass. It was, oh, yeah, 75 It was ass trash. It was ass trash. 
Yep. Can we put the Steelers or ass trash on a t-shirt? Yeah. Because they are. I didn't right think now. that would be in our own merch store, but at this point, they deserve it. They they do. They deserve I mean, it. Absolutely. And, the, and they know it. The fans were booing them worse than I've ever seen the fans boo the Steelers mm-hmm. at home yeah. in my life. And they deserved it. Every uh, they bit deserved of it. every bit of it. Every oh, single man. bit of it. That sack streak ending was brutal. Uh, the ru- here's here's an interesting ish- thing I want to talk about. Melvin Ingram, the roughing the passer call. How do we feel about how do we feel about this? That was awful. Where where was awful. the roughing the passer? Yeah, he literally cradled him in his arms like a newborn. No kitten. helmet to helmet. I wasn't below the waist. I I don't know. He literally let him down. Like if you I, watched it, yep. he fell into his arms mm-hmm. and he let him down. And he gets hit like that all the time, if not actually worse than that, as we know, because Ben's such a big guy. But get, and never anything called. It's and, like he was putting mm-hmm. baby Jesus in the manger. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, he could not have been more careful. Right. Ugh. Right. That was again back to where you're like every week NFL officiating manages it to just get worse. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's so bad. Yeah, it's pathetic. I mean, I, you have to laugh about it. Like at this point, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here deliriously laughing about how terrible this team is on all fronts. On all fronts. It was horrible. Yep. And that led directly to that Jamar Chase touchdown. So yep. It, yep. it was like it it wasn't even like they brushed it off and kept going. It was no. This is going to be a a real momentum killer, and right. it was. It right. just, I do. Oh. I want to correct something I said earlier. Ben was hit seventeen so- times in the last two weeks. Yesterday okay. he was okay. hit eleven Still times. Still, Still not, not great. great. No, that's a lot. That's awful. But yesterday it was only eleven. So <laughs> our thirty-nine-year-old right. quarterback only got hit eleven times. Like. Oh, oh thank God. It's All right. So bad. I think we covered the bad. Right? Um, I'm sure we missed I'm sure we missed stuff. <laughs> yeah, but we're, there's a lot of bad. We could just keep going. There was so much bad. We could probably do three episodes on the bad. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. it first time losing the Bengals at home in how long? I think they said since 2003. Sorry. Uh, two. We lost to them at home in 2005 in the okay. Super Bowl season. Because I was at that first game. time um, losing to them by double digits since when? Never, probably. Like my guess is. I feel like probably it was 95. When we were the Steagles. I think it was 95. Dang. That's Regardless. So bad. Regardless. Regardless, it was not good. So I guess like what. What is best case scenario for this season then? What listen, what are I'm we not, hoping for? I'm not writing it off yet. I, I mean, never write them off. Me. Like exactly. Like I do I think that the issues on the offensive line are irreversible? No. Do I think that we can't remedy a lot of the problems that we're seeing, like the penalties and the mm-hmm. inability to pass block? No. I think drops. that when Banner comes back, that will be a huge piece to that puzzle. 
I think that we will see growth as they work together. The issue that I that worries me the most is at this point because they are so bad. And I'm not just talking yeah. about the offensive line. I'm talking about the entire team. The chemistry yeah. that they have to make for like they're that's the scariest part because we all know mm-hmm. that when there's no team chemistry, when there's a, a bad situation in the locker room, I mean it very recently with A B, like mm-hmm. it's hard to overcome that. It is extremely hard to overcome yeah. that. You look yeah. at teams like the Browns and the Bengals, who were terrible for so long and a large portion of that is their culture and if you have this mm-hmm. culture of failure in that locker room right now how do we overcome that that's the biggest issue to uh, me yeah yeah it's like you're in that's, your that's gonna sink them yeah and to yeah. and to see mike tomlin lay the blame solely at the feet of the players while i don't completely disagree with that how much is he lo- how much of the team is he losing by doing that right. because they're Thank looking you. at him and you the coaching staff together. that he assembled and the team mm. that he assembled and they're saying bro like what are you, what did you give us to work with what do you expect mm-hmm. yeah so it's frustrating to say the least i mean tyler boyd today coming out and saying the Steelers oh. gave up they portrayed to the entire nation what they're about sure that will be bulletin board material if you want to call it that but like that's embarrassing they should be so ashamed of themselves they especially to have somebody from cincinnati say that it just yeah someone that you've dominated for years is saying that what right come on right looking okay looking forward to this week we have green bay (laughs) I'm not. I don't want to look forward to this week. Oh, can we skip it? There's so many things where you're like, what are you looking for? What do you want to see happen? And it's like, I don't know where to start because there's so much that's wrong that I don't even know. Less offensive line penalties, number one. That's my biggest thing that I want to see. I want to see TJ come back from being out. I want to see Highsmith back. I want to see a lot of these injuries lighten up a little bit. I want to see – the drop to stop. They have minimize. to stop. While I contribute a lot of that to the fact that of what Tyler Boyd said, they did give up, and a lot of mm-hmm. those drops happened towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. I contribute a lot of that to the fact that they just gave up. Don't fucking give up. Great, yeah. right? There, Play until the end. The and bomb. Yeah, it is. That's Whatever. okay because we, we were all coming. yelling it on we're Sunday. All it. We were all yelling it on Sunday. Yeah. Like yeah. play I really until want the last. Yeah. Exactly. And it's it, as evidenced by the game last night uh, between the Packers and the 49ers. You literally can't give Aaron Rodgers 37 seconds to work with. Right. They need to find right. a way to control this clock and be smart about it. Not just mm-hmm. score quick. If you score quickly against the Packers, all bets are off. You right. need to hold on to the ball and be diligent keeping your eye on the clock keeping your eye ahead of you i think i they really need to find a way to kick the the running game into gear in some capacity because they are not going to control the clock against aaron Rodgers if they keep doing these dumpy little screen passes on fourth Mm -hmm. and freaking 10 it's not going to happen so they they need to get their shit together 
and yeah. and find a way to to keep their hands on that precious football so that they don't give it back to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, exactly right. I don't see that happening, but that's that's a big part of how they could potentially win this game if they're going to win it. I mean, is it just me or on Sunday did it feel came out onto the field were already deflated? Like, yeah, I felt that. I feel such a lack. I wasn't even there, and I felt such a lack of energy from this Mm -hmm. team. I. Listen, I don't think the the players are behind Matt Canada, number one. Mm-mm. I don't think the players believe in a lot of the personnel that's taking the field right now. And by personnel, yeah. I mean the offensive line. I think, I mean, obviously these veteran guys especially see these weaknesses in the play calling. They see the fact that these coaches don't believe that they can get the job done. Um, but listen, I will say Ben can throw downfield. He can, but mm-hmm. they're just not doing it. Like we saw right. it a few times yesterday. We saw an intermediate pass to Washington. Like he can do it and he's doing it fine, but he doesn't have the time mm-hmm. and Canada doesn't have the wherewithal to make these calls. Period. Right. So yeah. it's yeah. like their lack of trust from the coaches and from each other, the teammates, that's crippling. Yeah. And it's a much bigger yeah. issue than, you know, we can't just blame the offensive line because they're not, because they're mostly rookies. Like it's, mm-hmm. it goes a lot deeper than that because that feeds into more issues. It does. And like Sam said, and like yeah. Jordan said, it's, it's that the locker room stuff that's going to be the most, the intangibles, the hardest. Mm-hmm. I would love to interview some players off the record and take them as anonymous sources and hear what they think. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Because so there's curious. no way if we're feeling it on this side that they don't feel some type of way. There's just there's it doesn't. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. It, it yeah. I, I would put money on it. I mean, I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not out of touch. They were most of them were there when Feitner mm-hmm. was the offensive coordinator, and they right. see zero difference in the play calling. What yeah. you're throw in a few jet sweeps and you think we're oh my god praise jesus Mm -hmm. like it's not a that's not a thing like Mm -hmm. it's still it's even worse than last year the play calling is even worse oh my god yeah i I can't polishing it's polishing a turd they think (laughs) that they could just throw in some motions and like fool people into thinking that this it's this prolific elite level offense now oh my god juju moved across the back who is this team <laughs> exactly the same fucking team as last year and exactly we're not fooling anybody except ourselves right no right it's it is it, i mean it's almost like we're exactly right they are purposely not saying they're tanking but just like fuck it, we have what we have and it's not enough. So yeah. we're going to pretend like we, you know, believe in this it? team and yeah. realistically, like, we're this is all, we're all in. There's no way you're all in. Like if you, yeah, exactly like what you were saying earlier, Morgan, this offensive line is going up against these phenomenal defensive players every week. And you guys thought this was enough. How? Right. Right. Like, Especially with a veteran quarterback who can't move. Right. Like, it's mind blow. It is mind blowing. 
I just, from everything from the top down, Clark said it today, it's a total organizational failure. I don't disagree with him. I do not I disagree with him. It's a culture problem, number one, which mm-hmm. is freaking crazy to use the word, the phrase culture problem and Pittsburgh Steelers in the same sentence. But that's yeah. what it is. That's yeah. what's mm-hmm. happening. Coaching, yeah. players, the chemistry, the organization, the way that they do business from the top down. It's not working anymore. It's not. It's working. not. And where you do you can't do the same yeah. shit over and over and expect all of a sudden things are going to come together. And it's we all play. know the definition of insanity. We all know oh, it. Yeah. I don't have to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like Mike Hilton it's- yesterday, think he did something. That was embarrassing. Like, I'm not embarrassed yeah. to be a Steelers fan. I'll always be proud of them. But that was embarrassing. Yeah, like, it was. Jack shit on that field. Except right. commit a neutral zone infraction. Congrats, Mike. Also, I will add, the bullshit waving, like, most people were happy. That was so me, dumb. Bro. Like, be yeah. better than that. That's pathetic. Yeah. That's pathetic. He was when so he, out of touch. When he yeah. left, like, everyone was so happy. Like, go get your money. We get it. Go get your money. You became who you were in Pittsburgh. You became who you are. Right. In Pittsburgh, right. because Pittsburgh gave you a chance. Now you're going to be a dick? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, now it's coming out that he didn't feel respected here in his time. In who Pittsburgh. are you, Stephen like, Nelson? Shut up. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Which, again, you haven't heard anything on Stephen Nelson because why? Nope. Because he's not playing. Right. Oops. It's like, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. But I was uh, thrilled to have them back. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Oh, I thought Steven Nelson did sign with a team. He's with the Eagles. Okay, he did. He's just not doing anything. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What we knew would happen. Right. What? Right. Um, I think that's it for... Yeah, I think we need to wrap it up before we really <laughs> quit. Because we'll, before I have an aneurysm, like my, I can yeah. feel my heartbeat. Oh, I need to place. like me and Lilo are going on a long walk after this because I need to go decompress. On yeah, yeah, that's right. Got me all just up again. Yeah. I need to get a massage. <laughs> I need to like have a spa day to recover yes. from like the absolute like beat down my brain has taken over the past day. <laughs> Trying to figure out what the hell is going on with this team. I mean, it was thoughts Lord. and prayers. Thoughts and prayers, Steeler thoughts Nation. Thoughts and prayers for all of us. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. May God guide us on our quest. <laughs> we do have to thank you guys, though, for coming out to our tailgate. That was awesome. Yes, that, that was, was so fun. Highlight. So many of them showed sure. up tonight. It was so so awesome to meet so many of you in person and just like shoot the shit. And yes, we lost to the Raiders in terrible fashion, but the (laughs) highlight of that day for all of us was meeting so many of you. That's why we love what we do. It's just so fun to engage with people who care about the same stuff we care about and have the same passions that we have. So Mm -hmm. thank you guys so much for coming out. We're going to do another Tailgate with Stiller Gang coming up here pretty soon. Um, and those details will be with you shortly. So we will be sure to share them when Ooh. we have them. Love it. All right. We'll wrap it up. Well, as always, Stiller Nation, it's been real. We'll see you guys next week. Real <laughs> shitty. <laughs> Seriously, though. Oh, sorry. Okay. Be, follow- be sure to follow us on Twitter at Yenzers and on Instagram at Yenzers Official. 
And don't forget to subscribe so that we can kick it with you every week. We will see you next Tuesday for another episode, hopefully a more uplifting one of yours. Yeah.